0: I'm Bill Hemmer. I'm
1: Dana Perino.
0: I'm Chris Wallace. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Tuesday, November 3rd, 2020. I'm Trey Yankst. This election day, there are concerns of unrest as America hunkers down for a political storm.
1: A lot of retailers have decided to do this very last minute. So they're boarding up their shops. You have to get these wooden planks. It can be anywhere between a few hundred dollars to thousands of dollars if you have full glass and you're on a corner edge of a street. That means you have to board up both sides. So it adds up and it's quite expensive for a lot of these smaller businesses and the bigger ones too.
0: This is the Fox News Rundown. Global Pandemic. As the ballots are counted, anticipation is shared among voters across the aisle. Cities, municipalities, and business owners are also anticipating the possibility of violence in the aftermath of the results. Over the next few minutes, you'll get the latest headlines on the global COVID-19 outbreak. And hear from Fox News and Fox Business Correspondent Christina Partsinevolos. Starting first in the UAE where the vice president and prime minister have both received coronavirus vaccines. In September, the Emirates granted emergency use approval for a Chinese-made vaccine. The Sinopharm vaccine is in phase three trials and continues to push for widespread regulatory approval. Now to Spain, where clashes erupted over the weekend about the tightening of COVID-19 restrictions. Spain declared a six-month state of emergency last week, giving regional governments more power to shut down businesses and impose rules. Spain reported nearly 19,000 new cases in the past 24 hours. Finally, to the United States, where more than 93,000 new cases were reported yesterday. America is approaching 9.5 million total infections with 232,000 deaths. Unlike many countries in Europe, the American approach has been splintered, and many states aren't widely following strict guidelines this election day. As the pandemic rages on, states are also preparing for the possibility of unrest in the aftermath of the election.
1: I guess the best way to describe it is it sounds like it's a construction site right now, but it looks like we're preparing for a hurricane.
0: This is Fox News and Fox Business correspondent Christina Partsenevalos.
1: And it very much reminds me of the preparation that we had in the summertime after the protests over uh, George Floyd and police brutality. A lot of fucks and retailers here in New York City have decided to do this very last minute. So they're boarding up their shops today, which is why you see these construction guys holding these big wooden planks, uh, saw- sawing and cutting just on the street. Uh, and people are just walking by. A lot of the doors for these retailers are still open. They have signs we are open, but they're completely covered. Many now have taken it further and painted the wood. So there's going to be no graffiti in the next coming days because that was a major issue uh, in the summertime. So a lot of major shopping districts, Empire State Building, all up Fifth Avenue certain areas of Soho are bordered up.
2: It, it, I imagine that there's a lot of shop owners that are, are looking back to earlier this summer and saying they don't want that to happen again. And a lot of big businesses that realize it's a major concern when it comes to safety and also just the merchandise that's sitting in these stores. We also saw images out of Washington, D.C., around the White House, there's increased scenting uh, right next to Pennsylvania Avenue and around Constitution Avenue. And additionally, shops and restaurants around there doing the same thing. Have you talked to any of these business owners or, or people out there preparing for this possibility and really get their thoughts on what they think about all of this and the need to actually board up preparing for this type of domestic disaster that could happen?
1: Yeah, I've definitely spoken to quite a few people, uh, smaller business owners, I should say, just because I've been reporting out in the field today. Um, the problem with a few is that you have some employees that are a little worried and want to be let go early. They want to go home. So there are some places, like I know there's this physiotherapy shop that I walked by. They're closing their doors at, uh, I think it's 6 p.m., so much earlier this evening, so people can go home safely. And then you have other smaller uh, bodegas, as we call them over here in New York, so convenience stores. They're boarding up, and it's just so costly because for many of them, it's the second time around that they have to do that. You have to get these wooden planks. It can be anywhere between a few hundred dollars to thousands of dollars if you have full glass and you're on a corner edge of a street. That means you have to board up both sides. So it adds up, and it's quite expensive for a lot of these smaller businesses and the bigger ones too. For example, Foot Locker said that with the previous Uh, demonstrations they had. They incurred roughly $18 million in costs across the country. So all of the footwalkers just around uh, Midtown Manhattan as well as Herald Square are all completely bordered up.
2: Is there any sort of change in police presence in New York? Are the police out in force just trying to show that they're there In preparation for any sort of unrest. We do know there's states across the country that are putting the National Guard on standby in case we do see these sorts of protests that could turn to riots.
1: I would, this is, without editorializing, I would say that right now I don't see as many police officers because I don't think they want to add to the anxiety. Everybody's talking about it. You walk by anybody in New York City right now and they're either mentioning the election or the boarding up, or if you're going home, you're staying out. So I think from the NYPD perspective, they did put out a statement yesterday saying that, and it was directed to the rioters, we know who you are, we're watching you. So they're obviously paying close attention. This is the second time this, Potentially could happen. I don't want to say it will, but could potentially happen. So I'm assuming they understand a little bit more how these looters, how these rioters, how these vandals could destroy property, and so they're paying close attention. um, And guaranteed, they're going to be suited up and out soon. But I've walked around Midtown um, Times Square on the East Side a lot, and I haven't noticed a major difference. In all honesty.
0: You've been listening to Fox News and Fox Business Correspondent Christina Partsenevolos. We'll be right back.
2: You shared an interesting article on Twitter today. I wanted to talk a little bit about this intersection of U.S. domestic events and how it stands out on the international stage. It was an article from Foreign Affairs magazine when it comes to Foreign actors and and how they may view any sort of potential unrest on election day. We know that a lot of times when it comes to election interference, not just in the United States, but around the world, oftentimes countries like Russia or Iran or China can use these sorts of events and unrest to stoke the flames and make the violence worse and be able to paint a different picture of the United States. Where do you see that falling in terms of today and tomorrow, the coming days after this election. And from your experience reporting on the business side and and what this means for the markets and for the world as a whole, how do you see the possibility of violence surrounding the election affecting the markets?
1: I guess for your first part, you know, why would this happen now? Um, you have a divided society. You have a lot of uncertainties. You have a lot of vulnerab- vulnerabilities. And, you know, these foreign entities see that and want to capitalize it. So they want to put out these fake posts on social media and many people have to do due diligence when they're reading things. Don't share it right away. Make sure that you understand where the source is coming from. And I think that's a major concern. People are going to want to know or may not know by this evening who's going to win, what the full tally is going to be, but they're going to go online and they're going to start sharing articles, and that's going to start fueling the fire. And then people are going to say, hey, why don't we go out on the streets and protest? And so that's the major concern that I have, and that's why I shared that article, is that we have to be really, really diligent in the following days. Make sure you check to see where that article, that link, that video, where it's coming from. And then in regards to your question about the markets and business, it's, its markets are up today. They've been up quite a bit. Uh, there's been a lot of pricing in for uh, Biden to possibly win the election, and uh, the anticipation is that he's going to throw a lot of money into the economy, a stimulus, infrastructure plan, etc., which obviously costs a lot, further adding to the debt, but because of that, it'll add a little bit more money into people's pockets, so that is a little bit of a the theory thus far, but if there's violence, if there's uncertainty, of course that's going to hit um, retailers, but we saw in the summer, it didn't have a drastic effect on the markets, because markets are not the economy. They're two separate things. Markets are often forward-looking, so we have to remember that, too. It's not just the exact same. You can't use those two words interchangeably.
2: Yeah, and we, we talked about this a little bit, but I wanted to dive a little deeper into it. What this means for the U.S. economy and those who do own especially small businesses in the United States. You noted that this is already an extremely difficult time for people trying to stay open and continue to operate amid a pandemic. And now there is this uncertainty, and I think it's an agreed upon across the aisle uncertainty about what the coming days will bring and if there will be uh, people trying to contest the elections or accusing the other side of stoking violence or or unrest. And I just want to ask what you think this means for that average American who maybe works for a business or owns a business, this level of uncertainty and and how that plays into the, the coming weeks ahead.
1: You don't even have to be a small business owner for it to possibly change your daily routine or or change things around. And I give the example, I just went to go try to go buy a salad and they're not even letting me walk in with cash or a credit card. I have to go online, download the app, order in advance. So it may change the way uh, we go about just quick business in the next few days. As small business owners, you have to think okay, if I'm not going to get foot traffic, how am I going to sell my product online? So it's a lot of quick thinking, and that's what I've noticed just in terms of what's happened throughout the pandemic is business owners, entrepreneurs in general have really had to learn to pivot very quickly. If they don't pivot quickly, then unfortunately they don't survive. And I think that's something, it's a a true test of whether you can adapt to the changing times right now as an entrepreneur and as a a business owner. And I think those are probably the major characteristics or the major characteristics that you need right now in order to survive. Uh, Overall, generally, though, we're all all feeling it. Everybody's going through this in the United States right now. And uh, you might see some things that close down for a few days, but the hope is that things will pick up and we will continue chugging along.
2: Absolutely. I know our viewers appreciate your reporting, and it's always so captivating in the way that whether you're sitting in a tractor somewhere or standing out on the street uh, <laughs> reporting on the scene, I think that it makes people care about the story more. And, and I think that's the most important part about this business. Uh, Christina Partsenevolos, Fox News Channel and Fox Business correspondent. Christina, thank you again for your time.
1: Thank you very much for having me.